Hello, everyone, and welcome to Outnumbered, a podcast about living life with my wife and three daughters while trying to maintain my favorite hobbies of fitness and firearms. Hope you enjoy the show. Hey, everyone. Thanks for tuning in today. My name is Mike, and this is Outnumbered. Uh, So what's going on with me today or currently? So we got the holiday season coming up, uh, and in my wonderful career of IT, that means vacation. Uh, I happen to work in an area where I get a whole bunch of time off, uh, probably about two weeks for the uh, Christmas season here, uh, which is unbelievable. Um, Previously, I worked a job where my holiday season was just total garbage, just six-hour days, uh, 12-hour days, six days a week. Um, It really just left no enjoyment for the holiday season for me. So uh, now I have all of this time to spend with my family and three daughters. Um, It's really, really uh, well worth it. Uh, So right now, Nobody is sick. Yay! Which is really awesome because the girls get sick, I don't know, all the time around the winter. Um, So knock on wood, um, really hoping that uh, we continue this and they stay healthy uh, all through Christmas and and my little vacation break there as well. Um, What else have we got going on here? We do the Elf on the Shelf. I know some people uh, don't like it, but the girls get a really big kick out of it. Uh, we don't really go too overboard, just kind of, you know, Elf ends up in different places, different days, and uh, I don't know, it's just a little enjoyment thing for our girls. They wake up, and, you know, our Elf's name is Ellie, I know, real creative, right, Ellie the Elf, and, um, you know, they just go around the house, they look for her, and it's just, it's exciting, so uh, it's well worth doing. Uh, this past weekend, uh, was it this weekend? Uh this weekend, weekend before, we took the girls to this Disney princess thing at one of these uh, local kids' arcades, uh, and they had a blast. Uh, our youngest, Amelia, was dancing around while they had, uh, who was it, uh, Elsa and Anna from Frozen, the little princesses there, singing their songs, and the girls just had a blast, and it was, it was a lot of fun. Uh, What do I have going on with fitness right now? Uh, This last week, I did what's called a deload week. And if you're not familiar with that, it's something that you want to do when the weight's starting to get real heavy. Every rep that you're doing is just really grinding. You're getting sore. Things just aren't starting to feel right. So um, you take a deload week, which is pretty much you drop the weight. Um, you still continue working out, but just, just lighter weight. Uh, you might change up your reps or your sets a little bit, um, change things up, make things a little bit easier for you. Uh, and then when that week's done, you jump back into your training and you keep grinding. So right now I'm back into heavy weight, um, heavy for me at least. Uh, yesterday was a heavy squat day for me at 245 pounds. Um, I think that's the highest that I've hit so far. I'm doing three sets of five with the starting strength program. So that's 245 pounds at three sets of five. Uh, and it felt good. Looked good. Bar path, which is, you know, how fast the the bar comes up once you get down, uh, into the squat. It wasn't really slow. So, uh, I was pretty excited about that. 
um, around right now, uh, you know, because it's it's around Christmas time, post Thanksgiving. There's a lot of deals going on. Supposedly a lot of deals with the fitness home gym stuff. But since I'm new to reaching out and and building this home gym with barbells and weights, I haven't really seen a whole heck of a lot of great deals from online vendors. So I've picked up weights here and there from online groups. Um, but not any manufacturers that I've seen really great deals on. Uh, I did get a chance to go and squat with a friend of mine who's a big uh, powerlifting competitor uh, and finally lifted with a belt. Uh, so for those of you that have lifted for a belt, you're probably thinking, what the hell's wrong with this guy? Why has he never lifted with a belt before? And that's exactly what I said as soon as I hit my first uh, set with the belt on. So I immediately ordered this really shitty belt from Amazon. And they did have it to me same day, which was nice, but they claimed it to be leather, uh, 10 millimeters thick, 4 inch wide belt. And it's uh, it's it's floppy. It's, I don't know what kind of leather that they're using in there, but it is it's not solid leather. So uh, that's going back. I got the Dominion uh, strength training belt on order, and um, you know that's supposed to come any day, hopefully before Monday, so I can use it on my uh, Monday work sets. Uh, we'll see how that goes. I um, also got the chance to clean my old weights. So there's this recipe, I guess you could call it, online that you could use to soak your weights and your barbell to clean up the old rust off of it. So I posted a little YouTube video about it on my personal uh, YouTube page. I kind of discussed, you know, that's all you do. You just soak the weights and then take them out after a day or two, scrub them with, I, I had a nylon brush and some oil, and that's it the rust comes off and, and it came off and the barbell looks phenomenal. It's got this really nice gray tint color to it. Um, the sleeves are spinning a little bit better. Still not perfect. Uh, I probably want to take those sleeves off at some point, but I really wasn't overly concerned about it. I just, you know, wanted to see what happened based on what I was reading online. So, um, yeah, that was a lot of fun. Uh, anything new in the firearms realm right now? Again, it's around Black Friday, holiday season. Uh, there's going to be a lot of good deals. If you are looking for an opportunity to purchase something and you can hold off, do it around Black Friday. I can't stress that enough. There are so many awesome deals available for ammunition, for pistols, rifles, build kits. I mean, it's this is a great time uh, to purchase whatever it is that you've been looking for. So if you have the opportunity, you're looking for something specific, I would save your dollars, save your pennies, wait till around Black Friday uh, and pull the trigger, you know, on something that you've been looking at. Uh, and I would probably say is training as well, too, which is something you guys should all be doing is investing in some kind of firearms training. Um, you know, don't be afraid to poke around and, and look at those groups in your area. Or if you do uh, or if you are fortunate enough to be able to travel somewhere, uh, you know, reach out, see if they got any deals going on, because I'm telling you, the training is well worth it. Uh, and if you can get a deal on it, you know, by all means, uh, have at it. Uh, so today I want to make this uh, episode about firearms. So we hit on uh, previous episodes about some of my other hobbies. 
Um, today I want to talk about one of my favorite hobbies as well, which is firearms. So, um, Dave Grossman once said in a podcast that I listened to, if you're going to choose a hobby, choose one that will help preserve life. So I don't know if that quote is exact, but it was pretty much the, the basis of what he was saying uh, in that podcast. And first of all, if you don't know who Dave Grossman is, Google him right now. Pause it. Okay, good job. Um, Dave Grossman um, amongst many other things, he was an army ranger turned psychology professor at West Point. Uh, he's got a lot of books that are out, uh, that I would strongly recommend reading, uh, and some of the branches, I believe the Marine Corps for their officers, I was never in the military. So forgive me if my terminology isn't hundred percent correct on that. Uh, the reading on some of his books were mandatory, if not strongly recommended, um, to read. So books like on killing on combat, uh, assassination generation, which are all books that you should read personally are something that um, the military does recommend reading. So read those books. Know who this man is. Um, it will be, you know, very beneficial to you. So how did I become interested in firearms? Well, I didn't grow up with them. We, I don't even think we owned a pistol as a kid. My dad had a shotgun and I rarely ever saw it. He'd probably take it out and clean it every once in a while uh, we didn't go hunting. We just didn't do any of those things. He did every once in a while, but I was never really exposed to that. Uh, we had BB guns growing up. Um, I enjoyed the, you know, the art of zeroing in the BB gun and, you know, hitting a target. I, I found that to be somewhat relaxing and, <clears throat> excuse me, entertaining and fun. Um, but I didn't shoot my first pistol till I was probably 23 years old. Uh, I think it was a birthday. I went up. I I went to the local range. I rented it. I shot it, and I was like, "Wow, I'm I'm really shitty at this," um, and felt compelled to you know pick up the skill and and get better at it. So as I as I learned, um, you know, I found that it's it's very relaxing, I guess you can say, or borderline meditative because you're concentrating on one specific thing, um, putting a hole in the paper at the specific spot that you want to put it in. And it does take a level of concentration to do that. And to do that accurately, I should say, you have to concentrate on, on all the factors of doing that, your breath control, you know, you have to hold, you know, how you're pulling the trigger, how you're lining the sights up with the target, all of those things you have to pay pretty good attention to, especially as that target gets farther down. Um, so focusing on all of those things can be somewhat meditative. Um, I took to it very well and I enjoyed it and I concentrated on it. I practiced it and I got good at it and I got better at it. Um, I probably didn't even buy my first pistol uh, until my now wife, who's my girlfriend at the time, we moved into an apartment in an area that I thought was pretty decent um, until my Jeep got broken into. I called the police. They came and, you know, we kind of had a discussion about how the apartments that we were in were okay, but all the surrounding areas were kind of shit. And he suggested that I go get a gun and learn how to use it. So uh, that's what I did. My first pistol was a Springfield XDM. Uh, I believe 
believe at the time it was like the pistol NRA's pistol of the year rated is the phenomenal firearm. Um, it is the first of the XDMs um, after the XD series that they had. So, uh, yeah, I, I really like that pistol. And um, I took it to the range all the time after I bought it. I kind of dove headfirst into uh, all the ranges and target practice. And, you know, once I got really good at that, I started looking into how to get better, uh, how to learn how to defend myself. You know, if someone were to break into my home or attack me or try to kill me or my, you know, wife or girlfriend at the time, you know, wife now, uh, how would I be able to defend myself? Because, you know, a lot of people think, oh, you know, you just pick up the gun and pull the trigger. Well, there's a lot of, there's a lot to that. There's a lot of fine motor skills that under that huge amount of stress, um, you're going to suck at and training yourself in somewhat of a stressful environment is really the best way uh, to get used to something like that if you can get used to something like that. So I will talk about training over and over and over again because it is something that is incredibly important. Um, So for me, once I started taking these training classes uh i would take one i would try to take one about once every year um i was i was hooked and i got so hooked into it that i decided that i wanted to become an instructor so i took my certification classes to become an nra basic pistol instructor so that class is it's designed to get students more i should say um acclimated and comfortable with different types of pistols you know they have the double action revolver the single action revolver which is you know the the pistols that you see in all those cowboy movies you have your semi-automatic pistols like the glocks and things of that sort and um, this class is designed to get people comfortable with all of those different types of firearms learn all the different safety behaviors uh, get you comfortable and get you respectful of the firearm and what it can do if you are neglectful of those safety habits. Um, you know, the number one thing that they'll teach in a lot of these classes are the four basic rules of firearm safety. Uh, these rules are universal and apply no matter what at all times. And if you follow these rules to a T every time, you are not going to have any negligent mishaps with your firearm. So, you know, I would really strongly recommend that people take or start with this class, NRA Basic Pistol. Um, It's just something that is really going to springboard you into maybe other classes hopefully other classes but just give you that basic line level knowledge that everybody should have um the shit should be taught in schools everyone's all contrary we can't have gun education in school why would you not want to teach kids to be safe with firearms uh people want to instill this fear instead of this education and level of respect and you know, it doesn't, it's not the same thing. Fear is not the same as respect. Uh, and 
kids really should have this basic knowledge around uh, firearm safety. Um, my kids, because they're so young, you know, you don't want to run them through an NRA basic pistol class. But as they get older, you can run, you know, depending on what their maturity level is, you can run uh, kids through that NRA basic pistol class. Uh, they have this really great program called Eddie the Eagle. Um, and Eddie the Eagle, it's like this cartoon eagle and all of his eagle friends. And um, what they do is they sing, you know, songs and they really just... Um, they get kids used to what to do when they see a gun, find a gun somewhere. Um, I just, I've run it for my kids every, every, uh, I don't know, every couple months or so. It's on YouTube. It's really easy to find Eddie the Eagle and, you know, just pop it on. You don't, you're not playing it for your kid 24 seven all day, every day. You just pop it on and, you know, you kind of quiz them every once in a while afterwards. Like, okay, you know, what do you do if you see a gun? What do you do if one of your friends has a gun and shows you a gun? Um, you know, you follow all the, all the rules and they, they sing a little song that they uh, sing in that show. Um, and it's great. They, uh, they pick up on the, uh, the safety habits real easy, but for, for us adult humans and, um, you know, as your kids get older, you can introduce them into the, you know, the four firearm rules. But, um, for me and for everyone else, you know, rule number one is you treat all firearms as if they are loaded. Pretty simple, basic rule, right? You're not going to do dumb shit with a gun if you know that there's ammunition in it, um, Rule number two is you never point the firearm at anything that you're not willing to destroy. Um, you know, follows right after rule number one, pretty straightforward. Uh, rule number three is you keep your finger off the trigger. I say keep your finger straight and off the trigger uh, until your sights are on the target and you are ready to shoot. Um, that is something that will be ingrained into you through training. It's surprisingly something that does not come natural to most people. Uh, I'm not sure why, but everybody that I've taught, um, everyone wants to stick their finger on that trigger like right away. Uh, so, you know, that's something that through training will come more natural um, to a lot of people. I would say after one solid class, it's very well instilled into your brain and muscle memory that that finger does not touch that trigger until you are ready to shoot. And then... Rule number four is be sure of your target and what lies behind it. You know, be sure of that target when you're shooting, you know, what you're shooting at, um, what's behind what you're shooting at. So if you follow those four simple rules throughout your entire life of owning a firearm and running that firearm, I can guarantee you that you will never have any type of negligent mishap. It's literally that simple. So... Let's end this podcast with a story that a friend of mine told me uh, quite a few years back. He was telling me a story at his brother-in-law's house, I believe, who happened to be showing him off his brand new pistol that he purchased. He was waving it around and what we call muzzling, which means that you point the firearm at another person and was telling him, it's not a big deal, it's not a big deal. You know, it's not loaded. Don't worry. And we had just happened to have a conversation not too long ago about the importance of the four basic firearm rules and how following those four basic rules can save your life. And he 
rightfully got offended that he was being muzzled by his brother-in-law's pistol and said, you know, you don't know if it's not loaded. You're just assuming. Uh, pulled the magazine out, and sure enough, there was a, a magazine in the pistol and around in the chamber. So said brother-in-law was a moron because you have these four basic rules. That's all you have to follow to increase and provide you with such an extreme amount of safety when handling these firearms. And there are only four rules. Follow them. Uh, I think that's good for today. Uh, touched base on, you know, how I got started into firearms and shared some of that with you guys. And we will get more in depth with that as the podcast goes on. So uh, thanks for tuning in and have a safe and healthy day. Thanks. Bye.